some of the halachas of Tisha B'Av, Habal Enu L'Toiva Tov Shin Pei 2020, uh, I want to discuss some of the practical applications and practical halachas that we have to know. A lot of people are asking. A lot of shailas are coming in. Uh, various different questions. Uh, I do suggest if you do have an interesting question or one that I'm not mentioning now, so I guess write me in, aw at etrog, E-T-R-O-G, dot net, dot I-L. I'll try to do my best to answer. But I want to go through some of the halachas, starting with Erev Tishabav, moving on to Tishabav itself, obviously, and then even Motzah Tishabav. There are, believe it or not, halachas that are Nagea on and we know the reason for that is because the Beis HaMikdash continued to burn through the next day as well. Now, I, why do we do Tess and not Yud? And the answer is HaSchola. The beginning is where it all started. Therefore, we start with that. So, let's start with practical Halacha Lemaisa, Erev Tishabav. Oh, Yitzi, thank you for joining us. The Balam Asayim. The halachas uh, of Tishbav that are negated to us on an era of Tishbav, and then Beis Hashem will move on to Tishbav, and then, like I said, to Motzah Tishbav. So, really and truly, nothing really changes until um, Chatzos. Meaning, the morning of Tishbav this year, Wednesday. Wednesday morning, there are no differences. Wednesday morning is the same din basically as the regular nine days, but when it comes to Chatzos that's when things start to change. And that's when we have to know uh, what is Mutter and what is Asa, and that's what's important. Okay? So let's start, number one, with the Ramo. The Ramo writes in Simatovkov Nun Gimel that after Chatzos, after Chatzos, a person should no longer take Tiolim, walking, traveling, obviously for health purposes, there's no problem with going on a little bit of a walk, but... A person should not be doing those sorts of things of pleasure. It uh, tells us the Ramah, the Endesimatovkuf Nun Gimel, the Mokoriz and Maril, that we don't do things again from Chatzos onwards. Mincha, which we'll discuss, has no Tachnan. And the reason for that is, as the Shulchan Aruch says in Tovkuf Nun Beis, is because Tishabav is, believe it or not, called a Moyed. It is a Yontav. Not only that, it's not Stam Yontav, by the way. It's the greatest Yontav of all Yomim Toivim, Be'ezah Hashem. We'll have to explain what that means. But um, you'll get a video, Be'ezah Hashem, on Tishabav with uh, an explanation of what exactly that means. I hope to be sending that video out on Tishabav, Be'ezah Hashem. But since Tishabav is called a Yontav, it's called a Moyed, Korel Moyed, therefore it has a din of a Yontav, and therefore we hope it still will be a Yontav. But even if unfortunately it's not going to be, so uh, it's uh, it, it's basically a dinner of and therefore no tachnon is said by mincha. Now the most nogeir shaila for us on erev tishabav is the union of learning Torah. We know bekuda Hashem Yisharim Samchilev Torah gives a person simcha, gives a person happiness. Not everyone is zeicha to see that simcha. We're all uh, familiar with the hakdoma to the egle tal. The egle tal writes in the hakdoma which is actually a safe on Hilcha Shabbos, but he writes in Agdoma that people say that if they enjoy their learning, then they're not really learning Nishmo. And Eglitel says, Chas V'Sholem, there's a Metzias of Simcha that it gives a person when he learns Torah. When you learn Torah, you get a Simcha from it. It's Geshmak, it's wonderful. It gives a person a tremendous amount of Menuchas and Nefesh. It gives a person a tremendous amount of fulfillment. It's incredible. There's nothing like Torah in the entire world, and there never will be. But, since that's what it does, we have a problem. What's the problem? The problem is that if a person learns a Rashba after Chatzos, 
So when Tishbev is going to come in, he's still going to be beaming. He's still going to be excited about the Rashbot, about the Tosfos that he learned in Baba Basra. So what do we do? We tell him he's not allowed to learn. He's not allowed to learn. You cannot learn Torah after Chatzos until Motzah Tishbev. Obviously, excluding those subjects that are Motzah even on Tishbev, like. Hilchas Tishabav, looking at Eicha, the Madrashim, the Gemaras and Gitten and Moed Cotton that go through all the Inyani of the Chorban, looking at books, even in English, that are talking about even the Chorban Habayas, or they're talking about Musa, any Musa is Mutta, Tehillim, all these sorts of things are okay on Tishabav, and of course are okay on Erev Tishabav. And therefore, I think I mentioned to you this on Thursday that uh, it's almost the same halacha, almost because it's no there to you know Chorban uh, Beis Hamikdash is ripping kriya the koisel on an erev Shabbos, right? So generally, the halacha generally is that if you go to the koisel on uh, erev Shabbos after Chatzais, you do not rip kriya. Ah, oh, Baruch Hashem, we found a heter not to rip kriya. Another one to add to the list of being makna my clothing to a spadi and all the other things which we don't like to use as a term. It's halacha, it's a mitzvah, it's something to be misabal al Yerushalayim, we're going to keep it. But uh, if you go after chatzos, you generally don't. And the reason for that is, is because if you rip kriya at the koisal after chatzos, you're going to walk into Shabbos and you're going to be so tzabrachan and so sad and so down, which I don't think is negated to most of us, or maybe I talk for myself, maybe you guys it would be negated to, but for most normal people out there, it's probably not negated, which is why when I've taken choshev a choshev a big rabbonim to the koisal after chatzos, and I'm with these Rabbanim to go all the way in, past the gates and go all the way in. So generally, I, I, I've seen them rip Kriya after Chatzos because it's not so negate. Yeah, there's a Rabbanisha. Okay, we're not going to go into that. But Akaponim Torah is forbidden. However, I will tell you that many, many, many G'doli Achroinim, the Taz, the Maimim, Montre, Bechaya, Odom, Yorcha, Shulchan, the Mishnah, Brua, on Mekel. And they say that Lemaisa, we're holding by people that it's going to cause Bittal Torah. If you tell a guy, all right, Chatzos, Erev Tishabav, you can only learn things that are mutter on Tishabav. You know what he's going to do? Nothing. Zero. So you know what? For a guy like that, unless you mamish hold him by, okay, great, let's open up Mishkabruah, let's open up Eicha, let's open up, you know, a Pseida. But if you're not holding there, learn regular. Up until, obviously, Shkia of Tishabav, when it's mamish, mamish Osa, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're not allowed. By the way, they asked Akasha. Somebody once asked this question to me. He says, you know what? I, I hate learning. I hate learning. Can I learn on Tishabov? It gives me tsar to learn. I hate it. What do you want from me? Right? I had bad rebbers and I had bad teachers who give bad marks. Right? Well, what should I do? These people are nachanami. Shemirachim on those rebbers and teachers. They won't get a good place in Canadian. That's all like that. That's the nicest thing I can say about them. But Al Kapolim, this guy never got a good taster of learning. Never got a good taster of Torah. Can he learn on Tishabov? Avad or not? It's Asa. Why? Because there's an intrinsic simcha. Maybe we don't feel it. Maybe we don't realize it. But it's there. And therefore, that's the why Lemaisa. We have to be careful. And therefore, again, Halacha Lemaisa, the Mishabura Paskins. Remember this one. Wednesday afternoon, after Chatzois, Halachalamaisa, most poskim on Mekel. You can continue learning Ksubas, Baba Kama, Baba Basra, Yavomas, whatever you're learning, continue learning as normal, without any problem whatsoever, until, 
obviously Shkir of Tisha when it's too late and there's nothing you can do about it. Again, if you're in a situation where by you, you went out to a local bookstore and you bought every latest art school book or the latest kinnis and stories and this, that and the other and you want to start reading, beautiful, go for it. But if you can't do that and you're ending up schmoozing and doing nothing, it's definitely better to sit and learn Baba Basra. Okay, so that is a very important halacha for Erev Tisha B'Av. Another halacha of Erev Tisha B'Av, let's talk about the Suda that we eat. So there's a minhag to basically eat a big meal with whatever you want before Mincha, and that is not called the Sudam of Sekes. The Sudam of Sekes is the last Suda right before Tisha before you macabre the Tainus, before the fast begins, whereas in Isagomo, Dine de Gomorrah, to eat meat and wine, right? And therefore, that's why you're only allowed to eat one Tavshal. Right, the locha is that you're not allowed to eat more than one tashul. The Shulchanah Tovkuf Nimbesi Balav tells us that you're allowed at this Sudam of Sekas one tashul, one cooked food. Right, the minig generally is to eat an egg. Nothing else cooked should be eaten at this time. Um, and what you should do is like this, basically. In other words, before Mincha, some people just do the whole thing before Mincha, but some people have a big Suda. Right, where they fill themselves up, and which is halachically beseder gamur. In fact, even though the maizut is brought down, if a person doesn't have to uh, eat so much, kadosh yoy as you're, you're, you're holy if you don't stuff yourself. Like, what are you stuffing yourself for? Make the, why are you making the fast easier? Forget. Make a bissel tsar. Feel a bissel tsar for the Chorban Mesa Migdash. Don't stuff yourself with the Suda. That's Kodesh Yobola. That's a very high madriga. Most people need to eat regular, and that's what we do. We have a regular Suda. We eat as much as we want, as many foods as you want, no problem whatsoever. We then go and have a mincha. Not everyone does. Some people do. Have a break in between. Epis, you need to have a break in between. And then you eat what we call the Suda Hamav Sekas. The purpose of the Sudam of Sekes basically is to experience Tsar on the Churban Beis Hamikdash. The Gemara in Tainis, you'll remember, tells us that the meal uh, eaten by the Tana, Rabbi Yehuda Ben Eloi, at the night of Tishabab, meaning Erev Tishabab, what was it, Rabbi Say? You remember the Gemara in Tainis, Daflamad, right? What did the Gemara say? No, Daniel, remember what he ate? What did he eat? The Gemara says he ate stale bread, salt, and a jug of water. And he sat between the oven and the stove, and that's what he did. Now, we don't generally do that, but what we generally do is, and what we eat by the Sudam of Circus is plain bread. Plain bread, when I say plain bread, it means plain. Better to eat completely plain without anything. If you find that difficult, you can you can put some butter, margarine, peanut butter, chocolate spread. Then it's not a problem. We could do that, not a problem. But again, it's definitely better to eat it plain. And the minute generally is to have a car, cold, hard, boiled egg. Right? We give for an oval Rahman al After they come back from the Levaya, we give them bagels and hard-boiled eggs. Egg is round, the world goes around, people don't live forever. Or, for example, lentils, which we know from Yaakov and Esau, right, that was the whole sugya over there. And what people do, generally, again, which is brought down in the Ramah, that Mr. Brewer brings it as well, is you take your bread and you dip it into some of the ashes and, you know, you make yourself some ashes, take a, take a tissue and light it on fire, get, a, get yourself some ashes, put it down there, dip your bread in there and say, Zu Sudas Tishabav. 
right? That's what people do, and that's what's brought down in the Mishabur We're all familiar with the Hakdama to the art scroll Kinnis, where he brings down the Chassam Sofer, would cry the entire area of Tishabav, and the tears would fill up in a cup, and he would dip his bread into those tears. But for any of us normal people, or I wouldn't say normal, it's not the way to say it. I would say that any of us people who have been desensitized from so many years of away from the Horban Beis Amigdosh, so I guess all we could do is dip it into some ashes, and that's good enough. One dish by that meal, and that is it. Two foods that are usually not cooked together are considered to be two dishes, even if they were cooked in one pot. Whereas if you have two foods that are usually prepared together, like soup made with different vegetables, that's considered to be one dish. Okay, um, vegetables and fruit can be eaten together, that's not a problem. Only if it's cooked fruits or vegetables, then it's going to be problematic. Hot drinks are not considered to be food, and therefore you can have a coffee, a tea, or anything similar to that while you're eating the cooked dish. There is no problem. Generally, a person should not have Coca-Cola or anything that is, you know, a nice geschmacker drink during the meal. Unless you need it to have your strength, you should have, you should have water. You shouldn't have Coca-Cola at that time. What we do is we eat the Sudamav Sekas sitting on the floor. We sit on the ground or if you can't do that or it's difficult for you, you can sit on your Tishabab chair which, as we, we will talk about, but as I show when we go to the Lachas of Tishabav, is a little bit higher up, that that's the minig, is we sit over there. We do not have to take off our shoes, even though we're starting all the Nyanim of Tishabav, but shoes you only have to take off when it comes to Shkia itself. We should try not to have a Zimun, that means try not to have other people sitting together. If there were three men, obviously, then you can have a zimmer, but we try not to. And unlike, Tish, unlike Yom Kippur, when you bench for the Sudam of Sekes, you do not automatically accept the fast, which means you bench, you can still have a drink of water or anything afterwards. By the way, a couple of interesting halachas you have to know, very, very important. And that is... Um, when you drink water before a fast, people make this big mistake, is they make, they'll make a shahakal in every new cup. But you don't have to do that, right? If you're not thirsty, and the only reason why you're having this drink is because for the fast, but not because I'm thirsty, you don't make a brocha in water. Okay, classic, classic example. Chavalta make a brocha levatola. You just washed. You had your sudom of sekas. You're benching. The fast is coming in in 10 minutes. I just benched. Okay. Then you have another drink now, I bench, right? So after benching, I have to make another shahakal on my drink. No, you do not have to do that. You absolutely, it's a brocha lavatola for you to make a shahakal on that drink, because at the end of the day, you're not thirsty, you don't need the drink, and it's water. Water, you only make a brocha when you are thirsty. And if you're actually thirsty, okay, then you should have actually had it before you bench, because then you're not, it's a midaraisa benching. All right, we're not going to go through the halakas because I'm Muslim now. But I'll upon him. After benching, people make this mistake, and they make a shahakal, and you have a problem. You shouldn't do that to bracha levatola. So you shouldn't have that situation. You do not require a bracha if it's water, plain, if you're not thirsty. Another very important thing that the Mr. Brug brings down over here, and he says a big mistake that people make with the Sudam of Sekes is what they do is they stuff themselves up in the previous Suda. In other words, the meal before, they completely stuff themselves up. They're totally stuffed. They walk around like, oh my gosh, I can feel it coming up here. I can barely eat anything else. Then they have the bench, because they have the bench. Maybe they'll have a mencha. And then they eat the sudam of sekas. They have no interest to eat. It's achilas gasa. It's not considered to be a suda. You won't eat to the mitzvah. That's a shame. Make sure that before, when you eat your meal, the first meal, 
You don't stuff yourself. You are going to be having another Suda. Yes, it's only bread and it's egg. But you can eat a lot of bread and a lot of eggs, right? And you can have coffee and you can have an apple and whatever it is, right? That's not a problem. But don't stuff yourself with the first Suda because if you do that, then you have a problem of Chira um, Gasa, which is obviously going to be problematic. Now, a couple of other halachas, and we'll leave it for today. And that is the Pasuk and Eicha, Perik Base Pasuk Zion says, Bitsa Amrosai. Right? Which means he carried out his decree. And the Medrash learns Pshat in this Pasuk and Eicha is that he tore the royal garments, which is the Peroiches of the Besa Migdosh, which was being pierced by the Roman general at that time, which is the Minag of most places in Klalisrol that they remove or they push to the side the Peroiches of the Shul. And that symbolizes that the Besa Migdosh's uh, Peroiches at that time was being. Um, desecration desecrated at that time if it can't like I said if it can't be removed you just push it over not a problem whatsoever it should be removed before Mariv and it should be put back to its place by Mincha but by Chatzos generally most people do it over there we dim the lights that's the Minig before Eicha some people do it before Mariv as well there are two reasons why we do this at the time of the Chorban Beis Amigdash the Rabbi Nishalim asked the Malachim what a king should do when he's in Avelus. And the Malachim told the Rabbi Nishalolam that he should extinguish the lights. And Hashem said, I'll do that. As the Pesach in Yoel Perk Bey says, Shemesh v'yoreach kodru. Right, the sun and the moon became dark. And that's reason number one, why we dim the lights on uh, Tisha B'Av night, either before Marev or before the reading of Eicha. Another reason is because there's a Pasuk in Eicha, Perik uh, Gimel, Pasuk Vav, B'machshakim, B'machshakim, Hoshivani. He placed me in darkness. Right, the Rabbani Shalom didn't, you know, placed us in darkness, and therefore we represent that as well. Again, it's not a halacha mamish. It's brought down, obviously it's brought down, it's brought down in the post-skim, but a person, that's generally the minic of most places. Okay, so that pretty much gives us most of the halachas and an ageya to Erev Tishabav and a little bit of coming into Shul. Uh, what we'll do tomorrow, Be'ezus Hashem, is we're going to go through the halachas of Tishabav itself. There's a many, many halachas that are negated to Tishabav itself, and I want to make sure everyone has this clear. Some halachas people do know, some people's halachas don't know. Just a bit of a chazorah, and of course, mentioning the halachas that are negated to Motzah Tishabav, which again we have to know as well. Not everything automatically becomes mutter on Motzah Tishabav, and Be'ezus Hashem, tomorrow we will go through that. Okay.